0: Welcome aboard this week's podcast of Dudes Dish Disney. No cupcakes, sparkles, or glitter mouse ears here. Just Dudes Dishing Disney. This episode of Dudes Dish Disney is sponsored by Magic Vacations. Magic Vacations, discover the magic of travel. And now your hosts, the Dudes of Dudes Dish Disney. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dudes Dish Disney. Joining us today is Jonathan, our producer and resident tech dude. What's going on guys? Also joining us is Ryan, our co-host and the number one Disney dude. What's up dudes? And I'm Congo Carl, former Jungle Cruise skipper, here to guide you through this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. And we have a very special topic and a very special guest. Tonight, we have an artist dude. Not just (laughs) artist dude, but a dude who's created magic for people throughout the Disney organization and his passion for artwork. I want you to welcome for me, please, to Dudes This Disney,
1: Timmy Britz. Welcome, Timmy. <laughs> Thank you, guys. It's so, I'm so glad to be here. This is so exciting. You guys do such a great job, and just to be on here is such an honor, so thanks for having me.
0: Timmy, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you started into the world of being an artist.
1: Wow. Okay. So uh, I'm going to go way back now real quick. I'll try to make this quick. It's kind of a big story. But uh, five years old, my birthday, October 25th, my parents decided to take me to this great place called Walt Disney World. I'm a little boy on my birthday. But what I didn't know was that's the day that the balloon stopped and the fanfare stopped and the pageantry stopped. And for one moment in Disney World history, everybody was quiet. You could hear a pin drop. And I'm like a little kid going, where's all the fun? You know, I'm five, I'm like ready, you know? And that's the moment when this little old man and this colorful character walk up the steps to this podium. And as a little boy, I got to be there when they dedicated the park to Walt on my birthday as a five-year-old boy. And they put a plaque. It's on Main Street today. You'll say, here this day, October 25th, 1971. Well, I was there. And something about the ambiance and the... So so. then they say this speech. And then, oh my goodness, the place erupts with like confetti and fireworks and color and balloons and music and bands. And, you know, my dad is the toughest guy I've ever met. He's got tears running down his face. It was just one of the most... So when you're five, you're really impressionable, apparently, because... Uh, Man, it, it stayed with me. And I just looked around and I think the artist in me was ignited. And And I realized that later on in life, looking back, if I could flash forward, I could get a chance now to ignite that into other kids And the next, you know, Charles Schultz or Walt Disney you might be in one of those classes. As if, Like you showed me pictures of your daughters that was so fast. They're seven years old. I saw great potential there. So if you can encourage that, then what Walt tried to do as an artist and an, and an entertainer and someone who believed in family entertainment, it continues on. Now, so now I've taken, Walt inspires me as a little boy. Now you come into my class in the Animation Academy. And so as I had my career growing up and loving art, I'd come to Disney all the time. I knew it like the back of my hand, like I'm sure every single one of you do. Like I could pick a spot in Epcot and at just a one bench and you could describe what's around it in your mind if I asked you to, if you've been there, close your eyes, you can be there. So art was really big and so you know, there's a 20-year waiting list to get a job in animation and any job in Disney. They'll tell you, yeah, 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 come down. But the truth is, there was 12 spots.
0: Yeah, I think the thing is, the fascination that every dude and dudette has with being an artist is that everyone at some point in their life says, man, I wish I could draw, right? Just the rudimentary start of being an artist. Man, I wish I could. And and you've been given that gift and you cultivated it. Tell me a little bit about when you first picked up the, the pen and how you-
1: That's a great question. So I believe that everybody, when they pick up a crayon at five or six years old, can draw. I believe that if you keep that wonder as a child growing up, you can continue to draw. But as soon as you lose any of your innocence growing up, for whatever reason, I've noticed through my years of teaching that it's less- it takes a bit of joy that comes from a child to, to, to and if you can remain that as an adult, you can be an artist your whole life. It's when reality sets in sometimes that it's harder and harder. And so I was fortunate enough that I fought through it and didn't stop dreaming. But I believe that you drew when you were a little kid. You didn't draw a fire truck or a house with the roof and the, yeah. So something took other interests and you said, okay, maybe the kid next to you could draw a little better and you were discouraged. Maybe mom and dad said, you'll never make it as an artist. That's my story. Oh my, oh man, why did I tell you? So you are obviously overcame that in a huge way. Well, I knew something nobody else knew. And that is? Drawing's a lot of fun. <laughs> like why work for a living when you can draw? No, the truth is it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Most work I've ever done. Yeah. Convincing your father who's got that left brain mentality where you know, there's practical dreams are for, you know, clowns and rainbows and stuff. You guys know you're Disney dudes, right? You know, right? Dream, you know. So my dad said, If if I'd have known how you'd have taken to Disney World as five year old five years old for your birthday instead, if I'd have known I'd have taken you to NASA. Because I scored off the charts in school and he said, You should have been an astronaut. He wanted me to do science or engineering right. or something like that. He didn't get the whole tree hugging hippie art thing. Like that's how he looked at it from back in those days. And, and I understand that, but, uh, man, I, I could draw, he couldn't draw. So he didn't get it. He couldn't understand. It took a long time. It's real, it's funny. You know, eventually I got an Imagineer shirt. You you know, you can't get it online. If you buy it, you're buying it. Some an Imagineer wants to sell because you have to have your ID to get to this. It's kind of a swag store just for Imagineers. What a cool place, too, by the way. I have a license plate. that, If anybody ever rear-ends me, man, I'm, they're in trouble because I can't get the license <laughs> plate back. It's, you know, it's, around, it's so important to me. Anyway.
0: So, you, so you, eventually, there's a process. There's been documentaries on how to become an artist, right? And the auditions and everything that's go through that. Yeah. And you actually did that in a different way, I know, at the studios. Tell us, you know, because you had this passion. You went forward with it. Uh-huh. You had the conviction to do it. And I know you had people within Disney that helped push you there.
1: Oh, nobody can make a dream come true by themselves. No, 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 no way. I would have never got where I was without the help of a billion different people, honestly. One day I needed $5 for gas. Another day I couldn't get through the day without a chicken sandwich. Somebody always helped. If you right path, it's provided for you somehow. It's in the hearts of others. It's in luck. It's in fortune. But if you're on the right path, you'll get there. Don't give up. Okay. You don't know where tomorrow's going to come, how you're going to get through it, but just, just try somehow if you're on the right path, you'll All see right, that. So It'll let me out. ask you this question. Like I
0: said, there's a process.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Okay. An Thanks for pulling because, me back. Think well, of well, me well, as a kite. I'm going to fly and you three are the string. Okay. And just keep, that's the only way it's going to, you know, you're talking to one of the world's most Im- <laughs> embedded dreamers. I am embedded in dreams and magic. So pull me back. So the process, so yeah,
0: tell me about the process of what you actually went through to become an animator.
1: Oh, it's amazing. I, Okay, so, man, my story, I wrote a book about this story, actually, so I'll give you a little teaser of it. Uh, it's impossible. There you go. There's the whole story. It's impossible. It it's just impossible. can't happen. It's that's impossible. The, that's the name of your book that's
0: coming out, right?
1: No, the name of my book is Extraordinary Everyday Magic ah. because anybody could do it. I, you know, it just takes a little extra magic sometimes, but ordinary magic, we all have it. The process, I went to casting, okay? Don't know anything. Walk in everybody else is in like t-shirts and Hawaiian pants and I'm in a three piece suit with a tie. So yeah, I stood out like a sore thumb, but I had so much respect that I was not about to go ask for a job in animation without showing, you know, so that, first of all, step one, I'm sweating like crazy cause I'm dressed all wrong. So it's not going good for me, but I think the secret to being an animator cause it's impossible is make the people casting feel so pathetically pitiful for you, because I was so pitiful with how desperately I wanted to do this. So that must have helped because they felt sorry for me. But the process is this, you go apply. Now from there, magic has to take over because there has to be an opening somewhere that nobody knows about, about except for the casting people. And you have to be there at the right time. It really is that that difficult. I'm not kidding you. I'd love to tell you there was some easy, do this, do this, do this. You don't walk in that door, though, unless you can draw. If you don't have formal training, please. Go get formal training. Go to an art university. Not because of the degree, but because of the vocabulary. You're not going to handle yourself talking to these art directors if you don't understand the vocabulary. It's the only way we can communicate until we build what we build. So before you go to be an artist, finish school. Okay? That's 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 number one. Learn the vocabulary. You'll be working with the greatest artists in the world. Be prepared. You don't want to be embarrassed. Prepare yourself. Do the work. The next is make friends with people in disney because you need you need help you I'm, I'm saying it's impossible because if you just want to go by yourself and do it it's like trying to turn around an ocean liner and your doggy paddle in the middle of the ocean get help there's magical beautiful lovely cast members Start a job sweeping or popcorn or a riverboat captain for crying out loud because that's how it works at disney if you can show that you have the magic it doesn't matter if you're an artist or not if you don't have the culture doesn't matter how great of an artist you are. It's the culture that comes first. You know, you're not going to impress anybody at Disney World other than with your heart. They've seen every drawing you could have done. They've seen they got the greatest artists on the planet. For 50, 60, 75 years, 800 years almost now, the greatest artists are gravitated towards this place because of the magic and the love that it takes and the passion. So if you want to do this, get get your education because you're drawing and painting for the whole world. So you want to be able to hold that brush with a little knowledge in your hand. And I can't, I'm telling every young artist out there, study, man, study, look at the light, look at the shadow. If you can't afford school, there's no excuse not to practice. Buy a book, read it, learn, because all that happens in your heart and in your mind. Anyway, the teachers just give you the vocabulary so you can communicate with other artists. Your art's just as good as the next guys. Don't doubt yourself. That's the next thing. Believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, then who is gonna, you know, I believed in myself because I wanted it. And I knew that on my birthday, I really felt like, well, Walt was watching because I was there and then I just got every break in my life to get me right towards it. So when I got there, I just said the right things and I walked in and I, I put on this little drawing show and that's how I did it. So if you're going to show up within a, a portfolio, it's okay to be anxious and, and, and respectfully humble and nervous. That's important, but don't be cocky. Okay. Leave your ego in the car because, you have no idea the artists that you're about to meet. And one day you'll get down on your knees and be so humble that you got to learn from them. Cause that's what I did. I learned from everybody around me. So I'm a, I'm a product of the, all the geniuses that I was lucky enough to spend time with. And that's the truth. I, this isn't the Timmy Britt show. This is, the, this is the imagineering of Disney animation. It's a team of artists. And whatever part you can do to play Matters to the guests from all over the world, just like you were, just like you were, just like you were. you were a guest one time, and somebody took time to think of everything now it 's your turn to think of everything. So when you come into the animation class, I remember that I have a chance now to inspire these young artists, and I let them i taught when I teach, I teach like from that place where hey man, we just get a simple shape, and I did that at the casting office, and they said, this would be great on stage. And so they said, there's an opening over in the animation courtyard. We can't promise you, but if you work in the courtyard, we'll put you in the right place and you can work yourself into the job because we have one opening. One of the most coveted openings. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I walked in, I can't believe my luck. Like that's what she said. My kids were in the car with my wife and my two dogs. I didn't even have a place to live, a job, nothing. I came down, went right to casting. Changed in my my three-piece suit in the parking lot of casting because I drove down in shorts and then here I am. And I went in and... They took me a little serious, I guess, because of the suit, and I think the adults respected it, you know. Silly well, as it all is. So
0: there you were in the animation courtyard area, that whole Yeah,
1: yeah. Disney's Hollywood studios, right? Yes, that's right. And, that's, and that was your breakthrough. Well, yeah. And, and I want to go back to one thing that's really important here. They didn't just throw me, hey, you're Timmy Brick, go draw for Disney. No, 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 no. You're a cast member, you're part of the team, learn how to sweep up popcorn. I had to start pushing strollers. I didn't just get, like I had to prove that I was worthy as a cast member first. And that's, so here's a real interesting fact. And and I, please, I don't wanna say this because I'm i gonna throw up if it sounds like I'm bragging because that's not who I am. But on top of winning all the awards in animation and being on the Imagineering story and, have, and being an Imagineer, I also hold the record for the most customer service awards that Walt Disney ever had. So that because, because operations I felt under entertainment, which is Imagineering is in charge of that, but in the operations for the guests. So that's attractions and restaurants. You're with the guests one-on-one. You don't want to put me one-on-one with the guests. They're just going to love what they do. I had people change their vacations just to hang out and draw with me. Like (laughs) like I love fun, right? Remember I told you about keeping that wonder as a child. Well, imagine me on stage with all my wisdom, but the energy of a five-year-old who loves what he's doing. That's infectious. So now all of a sudden I'm helping people. So before I became part of the animation uh the animation attraction and one of the instructors in and an animation artist for disney you had to learn all the other attractions to be part of it let's say a rainy day happens somebody calls out timmy goes out and he opens up the queue or he collects fast passes or he parks strollers and i did it with pride you know why because every job there's no small job no there's not and every job is really important because it affects a guest and that's you have to go to work with gratitude every day. If you don't work with gratitude, then then please just go get a job somewhere else. Because honestly, we need the most magical of your heart every day. And if you can't find a way to get inspired, then you come see me. And I'll boost you right up. And in five minutes, you'll be covered with pixie dust. So <laughs> so I would have that. Cast members from the courier would come around. And then they were almost afraid to put me on stage. Like, because they're going to shut down Fantasmic. They're going to shut down Tower of Terror. They're going to shut down Rock and Roll Roller Coaster because everybody's just going to come see this guy. He's just crazy. <laughs> so... You know, that's a big shoes to fill. I'm like, the truth is, though, I was working with a lot of people younger than me. I had a lot more experience with the life and the world. I had done 500 murals up and down the East Coast before I even went to Walt Disney World. I was animating stuff for NFL films and settings, doing set designs and art direction for HBO and PBS. And so you put me on stage, drawing the characters that I love most.
0: You know, a lot lot of people have that um, feeling when they get in. When I uh interviewed for the first college program i had the financial reports and the annual report in my hand i was ready to quote everything i knew about the disney company
1: oh my god that's so cute you're adorable
0: got the the job right and you're right you know i was a jungle cruise skipper but i had to run the swan boats and if if the tiki room needed some help i put on a hawaiian shirt and did And why
1: because you had that name tag on that said you were a cast member so what does that mean that you're there with walt watching for the guests and you work with gratitude and it's a life of service. It is. You have you You're serving other people, man. You are. I lost my shoe. I can't find my camera my wallet's in the back of that roller coaster that's about to go under. the. You know, the stories that guests get themselves into. And you have to find a way to not only never say no. I don't even use that word with guests. There's no no in my vocabulary with them. I'll find another creative way to say, we're going to do, we're going to make this right. And I will, because I have access to all the art. Like once I had that kind of reputation as just so magical. It was gooey that other managers from other parts of Hollywood studios would say, could we bar Timmy for just 10 minutes or some little kid would be in a wheelchair. My like, God. And he's a big, like, uh, let's say Mr. Incredibles fan, but we don't really teach that in the class. It's a little too complex for some of our guests. We try to keep it to the fab five and maybe other things, sure. but they'd pull me aside. It'd go in a back room. I would just get some, you never draw the characters without a model sheet. You got to keep it accurate to the cost. Disney's, you know, beautiful style that they've created. We keep it uniform all the time. So you get a model sheet, and with just with love in your heart, you just say a little prayer, like I do. I say a little prayer, like thank you for letting me do this. Just you know, with that intention, and you should watch what happens to the lines. Like I, hate to, I don't know how to explain it, but like I go into this little place where I just get into it. And then I blink and all of a sudden I'm out of it. And there's this face in front of me on the page. It's just so magical. So then I go to give that to the little kid. He's crying. The family's crying. And then Disney in all their splendor behind for some door. Now, Mr. Incredible walks out to meet the little kid.
0: I will encourage uh, our listeners to go find you uh, Timmy Britt's uh, art and some of the videos on YouTube where I see you work in fast motion with those pen and create that magic in your hands it's amazing yeah. to watch when it's at that pace i wanted uh, you know fast forward you had some other great parts of your career that we'd like to have you back on at a later show and talk that about. would be you know, amazing there. i
1: i've but never I felt wanna, so welcome
0: i want to ask you more about the artist stuff today and what you're doing now tell me what you're, you're doing at your studios now what you're offering people
1: Well, once the COVID happened, uh, you know, we all had to find a way to regroup and it's taken me months to figure out what I wanted to do with the next step. And, uh, so I opened up Timmy Bridge studios and what I do is I find young artists and I try to cultivate their careers because I really believe that like I got really lucky guys and I had the greatest, most stellar career. I've won every award in Universal Studios and Walt Disney, both in animation and in Imagineering and in customer service that exists on the planet. And I say that very humbly that I got so lucky. I did it at such a quick speed that people don't even realize how I just came through and it happened. But so when your dreams come true, what do you do? You reach down, you help somebody else. So Timmy Britt Studios now collects artists, teaches them and trains them. And then we find jobs, big jobs in the Dallas community. And then I teach these young people. But it's so amazing that people film it, record it. I mean, the community here in Texas has been amazing. So that's what Timmy Bridge Studios... Of course, I do a lot of commission work too, of course, like interview artist. But my main thing here is turn another young st- artist into rock stars because I said it was impossible to become one unless you had somebody to help you. So I've devoted Timmy Bridge Studios to helping so other I, artists. So if,
0: uh, I'm a, if I have someone who is a budding artist and they want to get into this, they can come you sign call up me. To a class at your studios and, and exactly uh, and be part of it. That's wonderful. Um, yeah. So, so certainly... If someone wants to become an animator, certainly they could do that. Look you up if you're in Texas or maybe even travel. It's worth a plane ride.
1: Or maybe they just might do a little encouragement. Like they're great artists, and they're just waiting for that one break. Or just maybe I could write a letter of recommendation because I know everybody now. Everybody is my friend. Like I told you before, when I meet you and we, we you know, I'm a genuine person. So I, I don't throw friends away. And they're all so happy and believe in what I'm doing. So if I said, "Hey, I got this young artist," I would vet them and train them because I don't hand them over to somebody unless they're that Disney quality kind of thing. But to get there is a nice journey, and it changes their life. You know what it's like to change someone's life; Ryan, it's so heartwarming.
0: One, I want to ask Ryan: Do you have any questions for Tim that you'd like to throw in there?
1: I got a billion
2: questions <laughs> I want to ask him. <laughs> Please sorting them out. Uh, but, uh, I'm at yeah. your
1: service. I,
2: I've really, I've really enjoyed listening to you speak, and, and especially when we start talking about you know things like like making connections. I mean, Carl and I are both sales guys by nature. So that's, I mean- Oh, you know, everything.
1: synergy networking, it's 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 king.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, hearing that, and then we had a previous episode where we talked to a, another former cast member that shared the same type of ideals as what you're talking about mm-hmm. in terms of the magic and creating it everywhere you go. Uh, and obviously Carl was a cast member, it, it brings that a lot too. Um, as, I really,
1: can, I, can, I, can I jump in real quick? Because yeah. I, as salesman, haven't you found, if you're a good salesman, I think that you'll, you'll, you'll understand where I'm going with this. If you believe in what you're selling, isn't it so much easier?
2: I won't sell something unless I do believe in it. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So if you believe in the magic, it's a piece of cake.
2: Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's really true because uh, we talk a lot about a customer-centric approach, you know, just in terms of whether that's, uh, whether that's with Disney, whether that's the travel planning that, that we do, or whether that's my, my day job. Um, that it's really important. And and I draw a lot of those ideals from Disney. But we could have a whole separate episode on on that. Uh, Listen, I like you guys.
1: I'm a Disney dude. Why can't we do this whenever you want? Can I say something real quick about the other artists so it's not all about me at the Animation Academy? Absolutely. They, They had 12 that they gave licenses to for a while because they have to trust you with that information. I was just one of the 12 disciples of Walt because what we did, so they were all great artists too. All their shows were fantastic. They all had their own styles and it all worked. And I just want to give credit to all the other artists that also worked in any form of Disney animation or Disney animation instruction or art with the guests or anything you guys don't know what they go through to pull that art off. It's like, you got to give, you're only there maybe eight to 10 hours, but it's a 24 hour job. Cause you're practicing at home. You're doing research. You're looking at, you're watching movies to see the expressions just right. Like it's nonstop and it's what you love. But I just want to say the other artists at the animation Academy, while I worked there, were just, I'll never forget any one of them. They were just amazing. So we can move on to other stories, maybe later on in other episodes, but I don't want this one to end without taking my hat off to the people that accepted me, worked with me. And help me share that magic. It was the most. It was the greatest job I ever had in my entire life. Was being on that stage teaching guest out of all the things I've done, and I gotta say. Wait, Imagineering—that's a whole nother thing. But well, as we'll far have, as, like you said we'll
0: have you back. But that's yeah. It. So one last question for you, Timmy. Yeah. I know that uh, you've had such an experience with that. I want to see what would be your one piece of advice to someone who has that dream of being an animator and has that courage to give it a try what guidance, what final parting words would you give them of wisdom to pursue that?
1: If you believe in it with all your heart and it's what you, and listen, I may get kind of emotional about this, but I don't want you to cut it. And I don't want you to edit because I'm not ashamed of my heart. I'm a grown man, but some things are just so beautiful that beauty is the only thing that makes my eyes water. So I recover fast, but I just, I know we're dudes and all, but I want to tell you something that if you believe in something with all your heart and nobody can change your mind, that's the first step. You're on the right path. The next thing, if it's art, you're an artist, you draw every day. You don't, uh, Oh, I'll do, you know, if music, whatever it is to get you in the mood, get there, but draw every day. And follow the dream that you believe in with all your heart that you can't take one word out and you can't add a word, follow the dream that you believe in with most in your heart. If you do that, doing the work, doing the work. It's like, it. here's where you believe and here's where you achieve. And the only thing between here is hard work. That's the advice. Work hard, draw every day and believe in it with all your heart. If you stay on that path, I have a feeling the universe is going to find a way to open up doors for you. And if it doesn't, you call Timmy Brett. I'll help you out.
0: Timmy, thank you so much. Would you come back for another episode in the future?
1: Uh, I'd love to. This is the most magical show I've been on in a long time.
0: All thank right. You. Thanks, Timmy. And thank you all for joining us. To meet Hemmy today. Later, yeah. dudes.
1: Later,
2: dudes. Later, dudes. <laughs> Later, dudes. Thanks for joining us for this
0: week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Please check us out on social media on Facebook.com at Dudes Dish Disney, on Instagram, at Dudes Dish Disney, on Twitter, at Disney underscore dish. Please visit our sponsor, Magic Vacations, at magicvacations.net. More than just a travel agency, Magic Vacations has over 100 Magic Vacation planners committed to bringing you white glove concierge service. Using a Magic Vacation planner allows you to spend more time making memories and less time worrying about the details. For all of your Disney, Universal, Cruise, and Global travel, go to magicvacations.net. Magic Vacations, discover the magic of travel.